Good morning. My name is Nadia Contreras and I'm coming to you guys live from Whittier, California on December 13, 2020. I'm currently taking an education class titled Historical and Sociological Perspectives on Education. All throughout history, many different races have been stripped away of their culture in a meaning to conform them to Western society. Today, I want to discuss how important it is to include different cultures in kindergarten through 12th grade classrooms in order to produce successful students. So for our listeners today, I want to give a quick historical background so we can better understand how our current problem relates to our historical ones. When the colonizers first came to North America, they used education as a way to maintain control over the Native Americans. In the spring reading, the author discusses that as a result of globalization and imperialism, indigenous people were forced to undergo extreme cultural change, resulting in many becoming socially and psychologically dysfunctional. Natives were forced to drop their culture and traditions in order to conform to Western society. So this included them not being able to speak their language, they had to speak English, they had to use the English alphabet, even though they had already established their own system, their own civilization. They also had to convert to Christianity. They were sent away to boarding schools in order to be more quote-unquote American. And in, in the second half of the 19th century, the major U.S. Indian educational policies were replacing the use of native languages with English, destroying Indian customs and teaching allegiance to the United States. Early American history was a cultural and linguistic genocide for the Native Americans. This is also true when it comes to Mexican Americans and Asian Americans. They too were not allowed to learn about their own cultures or languages in their schools, but instead they were taught how to be more Americanized a term that is used a lot in the spring book throughout different chapters. For African-American slaves, they were denied education altogether. But even still, through the spring chapter, it is clear that African-American slaves were expected to conform to Western way of life. For example, they were to know and speak English. Since the beginning of our nation, it is clear our education was made to Americanize and deculturalize all the different types of people who live here. So now I want to go ahead and move on to today and how this affects our society and our education system today. So today the majority of our kindergarten and 12th grade education is not multicultural. We learn things like history, but through the lens of of Americans. We are painted as the good guys and the rest of the world are the bad guys. This is especially true for subjects like history. But when we get into middle school and high school, we briefly learn about African Americans and Native Americans. However, I think we can mostly all agree that we learn from them through a victim point of view. We don't celebrate their contributions or accomplishments. From my personal experience, there were no elective classes in middle school or my high school that taught other cultures or histories. The majority of my high school was Hispanic Yet I never learned anything about American history, Mexican-American history. It wasn't until I got into college that I finally learned about other cultures other than the American white men. Yes, foreign languages are a requirement to graduate at some high schools, but it is too late in a student's academic career. In order to produce well-rounded students, we need to start from an early age. As Banks points out, 
multicultural education is designed to help unify a deeply divided nation rather than divide a highly cohesive one. Multicultural education may bring problems to the surface, giving the appearance of creating conflict. But if a school's entire staff and faculty are committed to working through that conflict, then unity based on new, more equitable relationships can be achieved. And for teachers, all they have to do is, well, it is a a source that describes what teachers have to do is titled preparing for a culturally responsive teaching basically it just goes over how teachers need to be able to understand and have empathy for all the cultures that they're teaching and they have to really communicate with the community and the kids that they're teaching in order for it to work and they're going to have to work through hardships and they're going to have to work through lessons together to be more culturally diverse in lower grades, teachers should read books that celebrate different cultures and people. All races should be represented equally. They should listen to different types of music and they should encourage children to learn the basics of different languages. In middle school and high school, the electives available should be classes that celebrate and teach other cultures and histories. And it should be required that you take a certain amount of those electives to graduate, just like here at Whittier College. Also, the foreign language requirement should be in place as early as middle school. Changes like these are a step in the right direction, and it is very important that we do not repeat the same mistakes from the past. Education is not meant to be a tool to have different people conform to be one type of person. Instead, it should be used to promote our citizens' differences. An example of a success story is explained in White's The AFS, an Indigenous Model of Holistic Education. In the article, the author describes how the AFS has successfully produced well-rounded students who went on to become successful citizens. The AFS produces students with greater potential because they use a holistic indigenous education model, which celebrates their own culture. The students grow to produce positive changes for their communities. They also stay true to their heritage and culture while learning academics. The AFS reflects and responds to a view of what it means to be human. The article talks about Ron Miller, who is the leader of the holistic education movement and important people who make the education what it is, like elders and the parents. The author goes on to explain that the the many pros of the AFS. For example, students learn through experience. Students learn about their own culture. They are flexible. Teachers are flexible with their approach. Students seem to have better communication skills, and it is really child-based rather than just focusing on teacher and the curriculum. They also learn their native language and English at the same time, which is something that proves that goes against what our education system does now, which is have English only as, as its only language when teaching. By studying schools like this, we have proof that by allowing students to celebrate and study their culture, they will be more successful. All in all, having more culture-based classes in kindergarten and 12th grade education is actually beneficial for many reasons. Not only does it benefit the students, it benefits our society. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys all have an amazing day.